You know, Sarah, if you'd find some place for me to move, you know me, everything I own I except my two children and my wife are for sale, including my dog. <laughs> okay. All right. Be careful now. And you'll lease him. And I'll lease him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. And this is What Should You Ask? Do you remember your first house that you bought? Yeah, so my wife Ashley and I found a house in uh, the West End that needed a significant amount of work. It had There was an elderly lady who had lived there before, and there was a wooden wheelchair ramp that ran the length of the entire sidewalk. And, you know, it was a good house that just needed to be updated. Didn't have any money to put into it. And so um, we did nearly all of the work on our own. I just remember, and she reminds me, that um, when Ashley was pregnant with our first child, Henry, she was about eight months pregnant. This is not a smart thing. Was on a, standing on a step ladder, helping me hang crown molding in the kitchen to try so, to get the project finished. So you were making your eight-month <laughs> pregnant wife stand on a ladder. I just want to make and sure it, I got my facts right. And hang crown molding, yeah. But you know what? By God, she, she wanted to do it. She wanted it done, right? So um, we did nearly all of the work on our own. So we did all the demo and, and things like that. And then for one Christmas, I got a compound miter saw. And I, yeah, rented I don't know a, what that is. Yeah, well, so that, that cuts trim and crown molding. So I got a compound miter saw and I rented a book from the McCracken County Public Library on how to hang and cut crown molding. So our first house, it's kind of funny, it was also, we were over on in Minerva. It's actually not that far away. It's like no, the same thing. And, yeah. you know, I have two memories of that house. Uh, first, it had really dated wallpaper. And I remember uh, my mother, my f- stepfather, Suzanne and I, all four of us, scrubbing and scraping the wallpaper wallpaper, off. And I thought, I will never do that again. And then we were going to retile a bathroom. And, you know, at that stage, you don't have any money. So you think you can do things yourself. And I went and got a wet saw. and I Did you really? Yeah. And I I tiled this bathroom myself, and I was so proud of it. And then when I stepped back and I looked at it, it looked like I did it. We're going to talk about some good things today, like, Deal breakers when you're looking at houses, um, what to look for when you're looking at houses, how to work with a realtor, and potentially some financing too. So it, it's going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good episode. Do you remember your worst uh, rental house? You know, I we actually had pretty good rental experiences. What about you though? Have you had bad rental experiences? Well, you know, when you're in college, you just don't. Oh think heck, about I didn't things. think about college. <laughs> we we had an apartment, and uh, we had a guy that lived above us that probably had the heaviest feet in the world. And I just remember him going to work many, many hours before I intended to get up as he stomped around the house. Yeah. So Todd, do you ever like look on Zillow or look on other listings in other areas at different houses that you might want to live in or, you know, maybe in a second life? You know, it's so funny. I think it, the popularity, I think what spurred a lot of this housing development, you know, shows like house hunters, you know, yeah. I watched that show going, how do those two people without a job get to, in their budgets, $2 million? 
You know, so I do look at these websites and I do look at, you know, dreaming a little bit. I would love to go live on the coast somewhere, obviously, like everybody else, right? Yeah. Today, our guest, Sarah Gibson, managing broker of the Sarah Gibson Group, is going to answer some questions to get you in your house of your dreams. This is one of the most frequently asked questions we get from our clients. So we have a lot of questions to get into. Absolutely. So make sure to join us after the break. This is What Should You Ask? Social Security Disability is supposed to be a safety net. It's supposed to help people who are in great physical or mental distress. But Social Security Disability is frustratingly difficult to navigate. And that's where Farmer and Wright can help. Attorneys Farmer and Wright are experts at helping people just like you get the compensation you deserve. If you or a family member are having trouble getting Social Security Disability benefits, contact Farmer and Wright today. Online at FarmerWright, that's right with a W, dot com. Welcome back. I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. Thanks for joining us on What Should You Ask? So this is a popular topic. Buying a house is kind of an overwhelming process for a lot of people and something yeah. that everybody either does at least once or aspires to do. So Absolutely. So we've got a fantastic guest for today's podcast, right? So we've got Sarah Gibson and Sarah's the managing broker of the Sarah Gibson Group with EXP Realty. She's really knowledgeable. I've worked with Sarah in the past. Um, I consider her to be a real estate expert. So Sarah, before we get into the, the meat of it, can you tell the listeners something they may not know about you? Oh, yeah, this is great. I did not know what I wanted to be when I grew up until I was 47 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Murray State, got a degree in communications. Fast forward to graduation, got engaged to a farmer. There went my TV career and then uh, did a lot of jobs, started a family, raised two wonderful daughters with my husband of 35 years. And then somewhere along the way, I just got this itch to be productive. I knew that I had something great inside me. And so at 47 years of age, God literally put real estate in front of me over and over and over again. And I finally said, okay, God, I got it. We're going to sell real estate. Awesome. Let's say you got a couple or you got an individual and they know they want a house. How does that process start? What do you think somebody should do first? That is such a good question because so often buyers get online, they look, they identify houses that they think they want to see or buy, they fall in love with something, um, they call the listing agent and set up an appointment. So what buyers truly need to do is get pre-approved with a loan, a mortgage loan officer, uh, their local bank, a, a mortgage broker, something. They need to sit down or have a phone conversation to identify what their price range is, how much cash they need in their pocket in order to purchase a home, and what those payments are going to look like, because all of a sudden, now they're going back and looking at those price range of those homes that they thought they wanted, and they find that that makes their budget uncomfortable. Right. So truly, number one, get pre-approved. I did it the exact opposite. <laughs> I went out and found a house that I wanted and thought, geez, I sure hope I can afford that one. So I go to a bank, uh, I find out kind of generally what the bank will approve me for, what my budget will allow. What do I do next? A good agent's going to ask questions and listen. 
Just like when you guys interview your clients, you have a series of questions that you ask them so you know how to, to help them, right? Okay. Well, the questions that we as agents ask are, number one, what location do you want to live? What's your price range? How many bedrooms and bathrooms do you need? What is on your must-have list? And then what are some things that you'd like to have that if they're there with the house or a bonus? So once we identify what they're looking for, one of my favorite things to do is pull some properties. I'll ask them, what have you seen you want to take a look at? We go look at them. And then what happens when we're face-to-face is all of a sudden they start expressing what they like and dislike about the property, what they wish it had. And then that turns on my realtor brain and I'm firing on all eight cylinders to identify properties that are matching up with what they're telling me that they're looking for. Let me ask you a question, Sarah. So to the to the person who gets on Zillow and look at listings, tell me why somebody would want to have a realtor involved versus just sitting back behind a computer and trying to do it all on their own. Right. So when a consumer or a buyer is looking at houses online on different websites, Zillow, Realtor.com, even my own website, WelcomeHomePaducah.com, what they'll find is so often they'll reach out to the listing agent. Well, that's great. The listing agent has a lot of answers about that property. But when you want to make sure that you're being represented, you may want to have your own agent, um, an agent that's going to give you marketing information so you know if a house is priced appropriately. Answer your questions. um, Help you decide, what am I missing about this house? When I'm looking at it, are there some things that maybe I'm not aware of that I should be? Uh, Somebody that, you know, sells houses like I do, I I sell, you know, close to 90 a year. Um, Most people buy a house every five to seven years. I want somebody helping me that does this all the time. Yeah. What are the hot things that people really want and what helps sell a house? What are the things that people are looking for? I see a lot of people asking for modern farmhouse. The Chip and Joanne effect, right? You got it. Shiplap City, white. (laughs) Uh, cabinets, white countertop, um, beautiful hardwood floors, minimal decor, um, very neutral, uh, not a lot of color. Huh. Let's say they um, they go with you and EXP Realty. Um, when they go into their first house that they're looking at, what's somebody looking for when they walk into a house for the first time? Great question. So the first time I go out with buyers, I want to take the pressure off. I want to just settle, tell them, look, we're probably not going to buy a house today. What we are doing is getting an education of the market. The houses that you've been looking at online, we're going to go in and we're going to see firsthand what those photos actually look like in real life. So when we approach a house and we know that they like that location, that's criteria number one. Criteria number two, before we even get into the meat and potatoes of the home, do you like the floor plan? Is it going to work for you? Is there enough bathrooms, bedrooms? Do you need that second living space? Do you need a bonus space over the garage? And then number three, once we say, yes, we like the location, we like the curb appeal of the home, the floor plan works for us, then we're going to get into how's the roof? How does the HVAC? Right. What about the water heater? When we're working with first-time home buyers, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And a good agent's going to help them make those decisions. Okay, so we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about what happens after we found the house that we want 
and how to deal with the banks and the lenders and the closing broadcast. We'll see you in a few minutes on This Is What Should You Ask. You might think that filing for bankruptcy is something that only big corporations do. But sometimes individuals have to declare bankruptcy too. You might find yourself in a situation beyond your control. Maybe you've lost your job, were involved in an accident, or just went through a divorce. Attorneys Farmer and Wright can help you through these tough times. If you find yourself having to declare bankruptcy to eliminate debts you can't pay, call Farmer and Wright immediately. They'll meet with you, offer compassion, and fight for you. Go online to Farmer Wright, that's right with a W, dot com. Welcome back. I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. Thanks for joining us back on What Should You Ask? Today, our guest is Sarah Gibson from Sarah Gibson Group with eXp Realty, helping us answer some of the most frequently asked real estate questions. All right, so Sarah, so we've found a realtor who's got a lot of experience, found the house, and it's time to negotiate on the offer in generalities. I mean, what's a good starting point? You know, do you factor in cost for repairs, remodeling? How do you advise your clients? Great question again. Okay, Sam, so when I'm working with a buyer and we're looking at a property, this is in generalities. These are not indicative of what's going in in our market right now. The first thing that I'm going to look at my buyer, I'm going to say, okay, now you've looked at enough houses. You've been watching the market. In effect, you've been doing your research. What do you think this house should be priced at? And I'm going to listen. I'm going to go to the multiple listing system and and other data that is available to me as a professional real estate agent. And I'm going to educate them about the comps. What does the history say that properties like this should sell at? So that way they know that they're not overpaying. So we're going to look at the items that are major investments. And then we're going to come to the seller's agent and we're going to say, this is our offer. These are the comps. This is what history tells us a house like this should sell at. However, the houses that are priced the way that your seller's house is priced had a newer HVAC or had new carpet and it was freshly painted. This particular house does not. And that is why we're making the offer at this uh, price point. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So what's the real estate market like out there today? Oh, we are in a decidedly slanted seller's market. Now, what does that mean? That means when you look at um, marketing data, uh, closed sales divided, or excuse me, active sales divided by the number of closed sales for a specific time period, it gives you an insight as to how quickly the market is absorbing the current inventory, right? So we call that a market absorption rate, but basically it's how fast your house is selling in this particular price range. And if the houses are selling as quickly as they're listed, then your market absorption rate may be less than one month. It may be three weeks. It might be, you know, a week. Right. But in a normal market, we're talking six months of inventory. What about in today's this market? market? In this market, we've got 1.2 months of inventory for all price ranges. And that statistic oh, wow. is reflective. Yeah, is reflective of single family only in McCracken County. Let's say we're coming at this from the seller side. What what are the tips that you give sellers on how to make their home more attractive? 
Oh, yeah. I've got a whole YouTube video series on how to make your property more saleable. If you're looking to sell your house, you need to call an agent that, you know, sells the price range of homes that you're selling. In McCracken County, we sell all prices. We'll sell a 30000 up to, you know, a $2.4 million property or farm or commercial business. We sell a lot of different things. So you get that agent in the property you're looking to sell. And you're going to let that agent walk through it with buyer's eyes turned on so I can reflect to you what today's buyers are going to say when they see your property. Now, sometimes it's simple as decluttering. I'll tell my sellers, hey, you're moving anyway. Get boxes and start packing this stuff up. Make room in your closets. Make room in your cabinets. Don't let the Tupperware fall on them when they open up the door. Let your house demonstrate to this new family that there's plenty of room there for their belongings. Right. So Sarah, let's talk a little bit about, about the money side of things. So do you tell your buyers how much they should have saved? You know, they need to save up if they're looking to buy a house. Like if somebody initially calls you. I'm going to let that lender look at their overall financial situation and make, they're going to make suggestions to them on, okay, Given your income and expenses, this is the price range you need to be at. You need to be prepared to have this many thousands of dollars saved for this type of loan. And these are what your closing costs may look like. So you're going to want to have those. Now, on my side of the transaction, as their agent, if I'm dealing with a first-time home buyer, I'll tell them. If I were a first-time home buyer, this is what I would want to know. Number one, how much cash do I need in my pocket? I'm going to need a minimum of 500 on up earnest money, depending on the price of the home. Number two, I'm going to need probably three to $400 available to pay for a home inspection. Mm -hmm. And number three, I'm most likely going to be required to pay for that appraisal before it happens to my banker. And I would plan for four to 500 for that. That's outside of my down payment. Okay. So let's say... We go out, we we find the house, you help us, we we negotiate a sale, we get a contract signed. What should a buyer or seller's expectation be from how long it'll take from the time we sign the contract until we actually are able to close and move in? In most transactions, you're looking at 30 to 45 days. Now, I did have a house that was a cash okay. sale and we closed in one week. Typically, you're looking at 30 to 45 days. And the reason it's 30 to 45 days is it's going to take, number one, time for the loan to be processed. It's going to take time for that person to do their own due diligence in the form of a home inspection. And then the bank's going to require that appraisal. So we've got lots of moving parts in there. Lots of things are happening around other people's schedules. And during the same time, um, you know, the seller's packing up. If it's not a vacant property, they've got to make arrangements to get out of the property. And then the buyer may be just sitting and waiting. Um, unfortunately, I've had people that have had to move into hotels while they're waiting to move into their property. So the 30 to 45 days is mostly driven by the loan process that the buyer has selected. A cash offer can close within two weeks. Sarah, these are fantastic facts and information for potential home buyers. You're, you're really knowledgeable and we appreciate you being on. So thank you again 
to Sarah Gibson from the Sarah Gibson Group with EXP Realty. So, Sarah, if folks wanted to get a hold of you, how could they do that? What's the best way? You can find me on Facebook, Sarah Gibson Realtor. WelcomeHomePaducah.com is my website. Um, I'm all over. Well, listen, Sarah, thank you again. So um, to our listeners, stand by. When we come back, we'll give you our takeaways um, on what should you ask. When you're looking for attorneys who really know the law and have a proven track record of getting results for their clients, look no further than Farmer and Wright. Joe has employed Farmer and Wright as his personal and business attorney for 15 years. Gina recommends to everyone she knows to seek Farmer and Wright for their legal services. R. Fraser says he's never dealt with an office that actually cares about the person the way that Farmer and Wright do. The point is, with Farmer and Wright, you can trust the answers to what should you ask? Find their services and reviews at FarmerWright, that's right with a W, dot com. Okay, we heard from Sarah Gibson at uh, Sarah Gibson Group, the EXP Realty today. She had a lot of tips on the real estate market and, and, and the process. Uh, so, Sam, what was your one big takeaway? The, the biggest thing that I learned is the value of a realtor who can sit and who would be able to sit and interview me and my wife about what we were looking for in a house, you know, and I thought about all these specific features that Sarah Gibson was, was telling us about that I hadn't really even thought about. Uh, but I think it's really valuable, the, the value of a realtor. What about you? Well, for me, I heard, uh, I was, I think I was doing it backwards. I think you should go get pre-qualified for your loan. That way, in a really tight real estate market, you could move really quickly mm-hmm. if you knew you had a loan already set up and you you knew what 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 was in your price range because I would have obviously done it the other way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Sarah Gibson was a fantastic guest. Um, we really appreciate her being on. What should you ask? If you like what you've heard, make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to where you listen to podcasts. If you loved what you heard, then leave us a review where you listen and tell anybody that we're at whatshouldyouask.live, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we ask what should you ask about life topics, so make sure you come back to hear about what we're asking. What Should You Ask is hosted by Todd Farmer and Sam Wright. The producer is Jennifer Caldwell. Visit whatshouldyouask.live to download additional episodes, suggest a future topic, or get a free book from the host. The information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as legal advice on any subject matter. You should not act or refrain from acting based on any content mentioned without seeking legal or other professional advice in your area. The hosts, guests, and sponsors remove themselves from all liability for actions you take or fail to take based on any content in this broadcast.